Hi everyone, here's Olga um, and Blockchain Value. Uh, we have an exciting conversation today. It's a continuation of our conversation about NFTs. We now had a number of conversations. NFTs are a very broad category. Their ability to change our business models, our community, our society are still being developed and explored. And today's conversation will do exactly that. We will focus on, on the possibilities and how they will change the, the way we live our lives. Every guest I have on this blockchain value is an opportunity for all of us to learn. If you know somebody who would be a fantastic guest from whom we can learn collectively, definitely let me know. Um, I would love this person to be part of our conversation. And with that in mind, I will say welcome to Kadim, welcome to my show, and please introduce Hi. yourself. <laughs> Hi. So. Um, so I'm, I'm Kadeem Clark. I'm head of labs at Momentum6. Um, we're a uh, value add focused um, VC fund within the crypto space. Uh, we've invested in over 150 um, projects within the crypto space um, within the past two and a half years. Um, I guess to give a little bit of background to um, um myself um i started in the crypto space full-time back in 2018 um i started at a vc fund named um a decimal capital uh based on the west coast in sf um i was there for just about a year and a half where, where i was the um investment manager and i invested in um a few projects within the crypto space there and then after i left there um um I was a freelancer for two years um, where I helped um, tech companies, but also um, restaurants too, with uh, all of their um, um, digital growth needs. And now I am head of labs at M6 where um, I had our um, research team where we like uh, create content about different crypto topics overall. Oh, I love it. So 2018 was a pivotal year. You decided to be part of this thing called crypto and blockchain and all this stuff that is exciting, still unfolding, and you having a front row seat um, and and helping this uh, amazing space, 150 projects. That's a lot of projects. Um, yeah. What were you doing before 2018? How, how, how did Kadim wake up in 2018 and decide to be part yeah. of this crypto journey? So I actually uh, began to invest back in 2015 when I was back in college. So uh, me and my friends wanted to go out to the club. So we were buying uh, fake IDs and we had to use crypto to buy them. So that's how I first got in, um, got in touch with um, um, Bitcoin. So I bought Bitcoin back then, began to trade um, in 2016, traded for like a year and a half with a group of friends. And then I also worked for a few startups within the crypto space when I was um, back in college. And when I moved to SF right after college, I was working at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. And I wanted to bring crypto there, but no one else really liked hearing about it. So I started to um, meet with someone who I used to go to school with who actually dropped out and they launched a fund within the crypto space. Um, and I um, uh, um, offered to like um, work for him for free for just about three months before I joined the fund full time. So that's kind of how I got into crypto. Um, I, I was in the banking space for 
a short period of time before I jumped ship. And when it's so you time. were solving a problem of clubbing. That's an important problem when you come. Yeah. I mean, exactly. let's face it. It's, <laughs> it's the problem when you're under 18. How do you get into the club? How do you have a good time? Um, yeah, it's the work-life balance. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, uh, that's really great. Um, and I, I love the part of the journey where, you know, um, a successful uh, banker is seeking advice from a dropout. That's classic. I love the way you roll. That's a good exactly. one. <laughs> Kadim, how do you, how does someone like that, you know, who starts with sort of, I guess, illicit activity, ends up in Bank of America, <laughs> cleans up his act, gets advice from a dropout, find himself in crypto. How do you get into NFTs? How did NFTs happen to you? So NFTs happened to me when I took a break from crypto. So um, when I was a freelancer, I was working with like um, a bunch of companies outside the crypto space. And NFTs ended up coming up again. Um, so I was actually living on the West Coast when someone who I know uh, who is like uh, the former um, COO of like a top crypto company um, called me and asked me if I wanted to actually like um, launch a marketplace with them. I'm an NFT marketplace. So um, I actually didn't mention this before, but I was um, working on that for like three months. And as I was doing that, I learned like um, a bunch of stuff about the space. And I kind of saw that there is like um, a way that um, NFTs can help the um, entertainment space and um, help it grow too. So that's kind of how I got into it from there. And then um, also just from um, some of my clients within my um, marketing company, um, they want to like um, do their own drops too. So um, I've been helping them with that too. Okay, I love it. Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned NFTs in the context of media and, and entertainment, and I know you have a passion there. So mm -hmm. what, are, what are some use cases of NFTs in media and entertainment? Right, I think it has use cases in a few areas. So for one, I would say it's in the funding of the project. So from like um, large projects like a film or, or a show, whereas people can use um, NFTs like um, help them raise funds for it um, through a crowdfunding campaign. Um, then there's also the use case of them uh, when it comes to um, distributing the content too. So I think for instance, let's say uh, for um, songs now, like people can actually purchase the um, rights to the song using the um, NFT. Uh, and then another use case is for um, um, also for um, creators in terms of building like a um, community and a fan club too. So I think like those are like the three main uses of it right now. Okay. Um, well, let's let's talk about age. Let's talk about raising funds and why 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 is it relevant to an artist and mm -hmm. how is it done today? So depending on the um, artist, I feel like the concept's the same. Where it's like you have the larger. Um, studios and companies that pretty much like will give them an advance for a lot of money, but then take a lot um, 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 of the profit in the future. They so take pretty a much, big cut. <laughs> a huge cut. Pretty much most of it, right? So the thing with this is as more and more people have seen this, you've seen more and more um, singers and um, songwriters 
um, songwriters going um, independent so that they don't have to have their um, um, have their profit taken from them. So with that being said, it's also hard for, for them to raise funds from their fans. Um, so without this tech, so with um, NFTs, what they can do is pretty much like um, launch their own um, crowdfunding campaign for a project and then have their fans, fans invest and their fans get a share of the future profits. And so, that share so, the profits so, won't be so, as big. So the fans are actually part of the success. Exactly. So we're now taking from, we're going from web one to web two to web three. So web one is more so, and I guess it's over here. Web, web one is talking about just like taking content and showing it to people, right? And then web two is now about, okay, creating a platform for the creator to, to now um, to um, ship their content to their fans. Web three is now about like there being a uh, back and forth um, relationship uh, between the fans and the creators. So it's like, um, let's say if you're a fan that owns a um, NFT for a show, then you could vote on like on some of the things that go on during the show and the plot and the street names and things like that. So you're part of the journey. Okay. The second thing you mentioned was, uh, uh, so this is very interesting. And the second thing you mentioned is distributing content. How can NFT help that distribution of a content? So now we have this relationship between the creator and the audience, where the audience is part of the journey. They are effectively investors in the success of this uh, of the creator. Um, mm -hmm. How the distribution of the content uh, is influenced or changed in the process? Yeah, definitely. So I guess looking at companies like um, Spotify, and I'm forgetting which company recently said that they're going to go over to NFTs. LimeWire is actually. LimeWire is looking to do that. Um, I didn't read too far um, into that, but I'm assuming that what they plan to do is now like create a platform where uh, like um, in order to like play a song, then you need to like own that um like um, own that um, NFT for the song, but also you could gain access to your content too using um, NFTs. So one thing that you could do is like have a um, exclusive um, fan club and a and and a place where your fans can go and um, access your um, songs and your content too. Um, but yeah, those are like the two main ways. And. Right, that, so you naturally came to the third point of community, which I think is sort of we we as a society trending toward the communities in, in every of our parts of business. I think that's probably one of the biggest trends in businesses, building and maintaining and contributing into the community. Tell us what you mean by that community and how NFTs is sort of a big part of that trend and how they can help to build and maintain it. Yeah, so I think that community is huge in just like um, everything that we do right now. Like um, a company is a community, right? Um, LinkedIn is a community. So we're all part of like um, a bunch of those, but our membership is like shown in like different ways, right? So 
like on Twitter, um, being a, a part of that, like on your profile, it says like, um, like a member since 2012 or something like that. So let's say if you're a fan of a rapper, right? Like on Young Thug. So pretty much what you would want to do is show that you've been his fan since like day one, um, before, um, um, anyone else was a fan of his. So what you can do is purchase a, um, NFT, um, um, early on in his career to like um, help him like grow and like create his um, content. But then that NFT is like proof that like you've been a fan since since the first day. And and now that he knows like, you know, like you've been a fan for this long, now there is certain like like events and um, group chats um, um, that you get um, access to because of that too. So I think that, yeah, I, I um, definitely feel like that's like the main use of it for the um, community management aspect. Yeah, so you have a chance to know much more about your audience. It's not just massive audience and they're just people and you don't know who they are. You know exactly who individuals are, how they supported you, how they built you. They've been with you on the journey. They might have invested money in you. They might have showed up to every event, right? And there's an ability to track uh, that information on blockchain that's an immutable record. Um, and there is a digital currency that is native, so you can actually share that value. And that's sort of the concept that is useful. We talked about the three uses in, in media and entertainment. I'm just curious about misconceptions. Uh, what are some, some of the misconceptions you hear while helping artists with NFTs? Um, you know, what is one or two or three things that you would like to clarify? Yeah, so I'll start with this first one. I think with like working with the um, artist itself, themselves, I feel like um, it's knowing that this is a commitment. Um, NFTs are like a long-term thing. They're not just like creating art and then posting it and then like trying to sell it. Um, so I think they just feel like it's just, you know, something that they can do quickly on the side and like, that's it. Um, with every NFT collection, um, I think that the most important part is the marketing and the sales part. Um, the tech is actually not that important. It's pretty much um, commoditized at this point and anyone can do it, anyone can mint it. It's all about marketing it well and like focusing on the sales. Um, and I think that also ties into the fact that like um, NFTs don't have to be like profile pictures that are like $2 million, right? Um, and they don't yeah, have to so, be monkeys. They do not have to be monkeys. <laughs> they don't have to be monkeys. It could be anything you want. But also, like, I think that, a, like, a key thing that people uh, forget is, like, um, is that you want to give, like, perks with your um, drops, too, right? So it's, like, the people that buy it, um, they want to be able to, like, uh, go to your shows or, like, get access to, um, um, like, exclusive content. So, like, I, I think that that's a big thing to um, think about when you're doing a campaign or a drop. Yeah, I love that clarification. I think in some extent, it's sort of not that different from Web 2.0 social media, right? It's it's not it's not one pose that you do. It's consistently showing up, having relationship, building them. Blockchain is a technology that allows you to do that. Um, I actually thought it was really interesting when you said, look, I mean, technology is actually commoditized at this point. 
And yeah. uh, the skill here is actually marketing and sales. That's very refreshing to hear because many people are afraid to enter because they think, oh my God, I have to program. And I love that you demystify that. You actually do not have to program. Your success in NFTs today has nothing to do with your ability to write code, has a lot to do with marketing and sales and doing things right, kind of like on social media. You know, some yeah. accounts are more successful than others because you kind of put one foot after another and doing the right thing, or you're pedaling the wrong way and you're doing the completely wrong thing. Um, so what are the some right things you see artists do when it comes to sales and marketing? Um, first thing is perks. So like, I think that um, community management is, is the biggest thing here. So it's like, you wanna like, have a purpose for people to buy your um, NFT versus it being an investment, right? Because they're not really supposed to be that, an investment. Um, so you have to think about why do people want to join your um, community, which is why they purchase your um, 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 NFT. And that sets the value to it too. So I think like perks is like the biggest thing. So like what perks do they have if they own it? Um, I think that's the first thing to consider. Uh, the second thing, I think it's about thinking about how can people show it off, right? So like people will like um, collect things and partially because they want to show it off. So it's like, is your um, NFT something that people can show on their um, social media or like show on their, um, like in a picture frame, anything that it might be. Um, and then the third thing, I think it's finding like the right mix between um, exclusivity and pricing. I think that's important. So making sure that you find the right price and the right quantity for each of your drops. Oh, I like it. And I really like that you anchored it and know your why. Like, why are you there? <laughs> yeah. Why do you show up? Um, and that will in some ways determine where you're going to go. As anything in life, having direction is more important than speed you know otherwise you quickly mm -hmm. get to nowhere um <laughs> so and yeah. there's no example of that um i'm just curious since you know you started on media and entertainment and i kind of want to continue on that um you know are there anyone in hollywood that you think is doing things right who who do you who do you who do you recommend that folks kind of follow admire learn from hmm uh, so I would say the companies because, okay, I would say one company, I'll say one person who's done a drop already. And then I'll say a person who's going to do a drop as a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so the first one I would say, uh, one of.com is probably one of the best, like, um, on marketplaces when it comes to like, um, I guess like arranging these, um, drops and I'm um, having a good platform for it. So I think one of is good. Uh, on there, they've had um, Doja Cat and a few other people. Um, and then Person, Paris Hilton, has done a great job with it. Um, mm -hmm. Her her job was definitely um, marketed well, and she did a good job of, like, I guess, um, making it cool, making um, NFTs cool. Hey, this is a girl who made a farm look cool. So, I mean, I think there is yeah. no surprise that she made this actually intrinsically cool thing pretty cool but yes she did exactly <laughs> yeah and then the person doing it soon um so uh diamond white um i actually work with her and she's doing a drop soon and i think her drop is going to be really good so definitely look out for that one 
Okay, I love that. And uh, yeah, I love what, what Paris did, um, independent of kind of what you think of her history. And, yeah. and Doja Cat is, is a very interesting just person. And, and, and she'd been kind of vocal about her relationship with producers. So yeah. it's kind of <laughs> interesting to see her being active in this space. Yeah. Um, really cool. I, you know, I have a few more questions. There, you know, there's a lot of talk about marketplaces. OpenSea has raised a ton of money. Which is exciting. Yeah. There are other places. What are your thoughts on on marketplaces? I'm still forming my thoughts on this. I think that it really depends on your use case. So I think a marketplace is more so one piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole picture. So the marketplace handles the on-chain stuff. And I think when choosing a marketplace, it's best to choose the marketplaces that are applicable to what you're creating right so some nfts are um fine art so probably like um rarible would would um be like a better marketplace for that um also there's like um cheaper fees because they're on bsc i think um open c is really good for like a general crowd um but you also get um lost in the sea no pun intended of like um larger <laughs> larger projects that are there uh um, but you do have your your uh, choice between using um, Ethereum, Polygon, or, and they just added one more. I forgot which one they added. Just like I, I would yeah, I don't worry about it. They, they, okay, it's really not that important. Yeah. If you're not keeping on top of it, a lot of people will stop. Exactly. Because they're coming up and that's the kind of where we are in history. Yeah, so I would just choose the marketplaces based on your use and also like you want to think about the person buying it, like who are they? Are they skilled enough to use um to use the marketplace that you're listing on? So like those are the main things to consider when looking at marketplaces. But they're just a window to the blockchain, by the way. So it's like the marketplace is like what you use to like buy things, but it's built on top of the blockchain. So you're um I'm so your um, NFT can be listed on um, multiple marketplaces at the same time um, with them all showing the same stuff in terms of bids and like um, sales and things like that. But the marketplace is um, just a window. So I wouldn't take it too seriously when choosing to shop and like where to list. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. All of this is evolving. Those guys now have a lot of money, so they may change. We may have this conversation in the month and you may change your, your view. So mm -hmm. I, that's actually one of the things to consider is because there's a lot of money coming in in the space. Generally, there is a lot of opportunities. Uh, be careful when you watch videos with recommendations from a week ago, because it may be a completely different world. Um, so, you know, definitely check out before you do anything and, and do your own research. Always do your own research. Yes, always things. do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my last question is around um, what are the sort of NFT campaigns launched by uh, major artists. Um, any favorite ones? Any thoughts of who we can learn from? What do you like? Um, I feel like the DJs have done a really good job of this, and I guess it kind of happens like um, like inherently because most people that listen to like deep house and like techno are like pretty deep in tech, also. <laughs> um, but I think they've had the best campaigns um, in terms of like mixing. And I think the best ones, uh, when I look at the best ones, I'm looking from from the user perspective. Um, but from the seller side, most of them are, most of the DJs sold out completely all their campaigns. But I think it's pretty cool, like on um, some of the perks, like you get 
um, like an exclusively signed um, vinyl, or you, you could get like a shirt or um, 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 access to a show, uh, VIP seats, anything like that. So I, I, I definitely think that the DJs did a pretty good job of it. Uh, look, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. I, I love the yeah, conversation of how you got into this. You have a <laughs> non-shady past to getting there. I love yeah. it. <laughs> really Back cool. in the college days. <laughs> I, I And there's a reason why I never talk about my college days. Let's just yeah. say it stays there. Um, why don't you give our listeners and, 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 and attendees uh, maybe one or two takeaways, you know, some, some folks may be beginning, some in the middle, some may be solving problems, some may be pivoting, some may be curious. What is the one thing about NFT, especially when it comes to entertainment and media, you think people should pay attention to and, 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 and learn more about? So I'll, I'll start off by, by saying um, do your own research. So that's important. Um, I, I, I also am a writer. Um, you could check out my blog on um, Medium. Um, it's my name. Uh, I would say beginning there, do your own research. Um, in terms of like the overall space itself, I feel like you know there's a lot of uses here, and I think that we can find the right fit if we think about how do people use these um, assets, right? How do they, um, how do they um, interact with them and like what use do they have on like both sides of the puzzle? Um, and I think that also just thinking about the fact that they're not just pictures that are worth like a like million dollars, like a monkey worth a million dollars, but it's like um, also like a gate to a fan club too. Um, that could be worth like $10. $15. So I think keeping that in mind is key. Um, and looking at, um, I guess, um, how to get involved, how to invest, I would say, I look at the um, infrastructure companies now. So like the um, open seas, um, immutable X that are like um, building the tech to um, support the space. So I think that's a good place to look. Uh, and then overall takeaways. Yeah, it's just research how this can work in your current space. I think that's like the best reason. Yeah, um, try, try that at home. home, basically. I think that yeah. <laughs> do your research and try it at home. Exactly. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, definitely do your research. Definitely try this at home uh, because this is how we learn when we build this tech, this communities um, and learn, we can learn together. I'm going to remind you of my ask. If you know anyone who can, you know, help us collectively to learn about blockchain applications, the way um, they can enrich our futures, how we can all embrace this digital transformation, let me know. I take recommendations from you. And this way we can learn together. And thank you for tuning in. I very much enjoyed this episode and look forward to seeing everyone in the future. Bye, everyone. <laughs>